Royal Standley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planner Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC shares his planning approach to help people toward a place where they may be at peace regarding their financial goals. In this dynamic podcast, Royal will share his insights on how to design a retirement plan to help you plan for your future. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Today we're talking politics. This is going to be fun. Hi, Royal. <laughs> just that, that sounded right really there. ominous. I think <laughs> I think when I proposed this topic, topic, we were both kind of like, do we really want to jump into this murky swamp? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. It, it's, it's that time, right? We talked about that before we even started the podcast. It's that time. We are in August, full swing. And uh, less than 100 days, as you said, uh, towards an election. And it just it doesn't seem like the normal election cycle to me. I mean, I think by now I've normally seen a few debates or I've seen a few different things. And it just, I don't know, it's just weird. Well, you've definitely seen some different things this year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we, we can try to keep the, the personalities and uh, the opinions for the most part out of this. Just kind of talk about the facts what this means, kind of regardless of your uh, pro- political persuasion for your portfolio and how best to kind of think about this election with all the other things we have going on in the world right now. You know, I, I think the election is uh, maybe not the most important thing happening right now, but it definitely has consequences uh, over the next, you know, probably uh, four to 10 years, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just think back to you know, what happened on the last election. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, independent, uh, voter, non-voter. I think everybody was pretty surprised by by the outcome, and, and that meant different things for different people in different areas, right? And so I think it's it's always good to look at. So I guess my first question to you would be, what do the elections and election, the year leading up to it and the outcome, what does that mean for the markets in, in historically? What do you think? Right, right. So if we, if we look at the numbers and kind of the historical first term of a president and what that looks like, uh, normally what happens is in the markets, uh, historically, the third year of a president's term is usually the best year in the market of that president's term. You know, we can look back at 2019, a very good year for President Trump there in the markets, you know, the S&P up over, uh, I believe, 20%. Uh, in 2019. Historically, the, the, the fourth year of a president's term is the second best year uh, of a president's term. The worst year is usually the first year. Now, that was kind of flipped on its head a little bit because of what happened in 2016. So mm-hmm. uh, to kind of go back and, and relive that kind of changeover there is we went into the 2016 with Hillary Clinton really leading in the polls and I think most pundits were, were kind of assuming that was going to be somewhat of an easy win. And you can kind of remember all the things that were leading up to it, the Access Hollywood tape, Donald Trump really being a very unconventional uh, candidate. Uh, then we get to basically the week before the election, and James Comey comes out with his letter saying they're reopening the investigation of Hillary Clinton's emails. Just a very you know chaotic time there. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, that second Tuesday in November happens, 
And all of a sudden, the markets gets com- gets completely surprised by a, a Donald Trump victory. And we see really a fantastic rally in the markets from that uh, in the anticipation of a Republican president taking over and what that meant for the business economy. Mm-hmm. So the two biggest drivers, I would say, of the markets that you can attribute to Donald Trump is number one, putting pushing through that major tax cut that was really designed to help corporations. If, if you think about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the provisions they put in there for the corporate taxes really were meant to be there indefinitely. All the tax cuts they did for individuals sunset after 10 years. So really, it was really a gift to corporations and to the market, that tax cut. So that was the big thing. The other thing that doesn't get as much press, but you hear quite a bit from business surveys, is one thing the Trump uh, administration did very efficiently was remove regulation. Hmm. They made the business environment much nicer for businesses by really scaling back on regulations, scaling back on the EPA, uh, scaling back on a lot of these different agencies. And that's been something that we've seen over and over in Trump's administration is not approving new people to run agencies. If you look at kind of the list of people who are running agencies right now, all for the most part, or not all, I shouldn't say that, but uh, uh, quite a few of them have the word acting in front of their name. So this is the acting Homeland Security chief. What that means is they haven't gone through congressional approval. And really, it's almost like a placeholder that Trump's sticking there to fill out the government. He's really not making a priority filling some of those lower level presidential appointees as well. So we just have, you know, a lot less regulation, possibly a lot less bureaucracy there, and a government that just cannot function to really get in the way of business. Now, Mm -hmm. to take a step back from that, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing for our country. You know, I think you you can really look at some of those those areas and come to your own conclusions there on, you know, scaling back EPA regulations is is a good or bad thing. You know, some some I would say are are probably positives, especially living in a state like Oregon, where we had environmental issues really shut down our logging industry years and years ago. But, you know, it, we'll leave that up to, you know, the pundits to say, you know, does, was that actually a good or a bad thing? What we're looking at here is how did that affect the market? So one big thing I would say going into this, this election year is should Donald Trump get elected to a second term, don't expect that same reaction mm-hmm. because there's really not anything else that he can give the business com- community other than continuity for the next four years especially with all the, the stimulus we've created to combat COVID-19, the likelihood of a, another tax cut coming up is very, very unlikely and far-fetched. Yeah. He can t- continue being anti-regulation, which is a positive for businesses, but there's just not much else he can do to continue stimulating that business economy other than getting us past COVID-19 and letting businesses restart and kind of get back to whatever this new normal will be uh, in 2021 and 2022. 
Gotcha. What are you hearing from your clients when it comes to this? I'm really hearing uh, extremes, really on both sides of things. You know, I've had clients come in going, I, I am, I'm sick of this guy. I, I, I can't stand another four years of Trump. You know, what's going to happen if he gets reelected and, and that sort of thing. So we, we talk through what a Trump administration looks like, especially if you're uh, on more of a Democratic-leaning side. Mm-hmm. I also have people who are looking at the polls, seeing Donald Trump behind again. Maybe not with, with a whole lot of trust in polls because of what happened in 2016. But they're very scared of a Biden victory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a narrative out there that Biden is simply a puppet of the left. I think that's a little little hard to justify that just based off his experience and that sort of thing. But what I'm telling clients when it comes to that, and this kind of transitions into our our next topic or next point I wanted to hit on is, if you are on the conservative side of things, I don't think a Biden presidency should concern you really that much. I think what should concern you if if you are conservative leaning is what happens in the Senate. Mm-hmm. You know, as we saw in basically the the last four years of Obama's administration, the Senate did a very good job, depending on your perspective there, of really shutting down a lot of the more liberal things that Obama wanted to implement uh, for the economy, for the country. So uh, it'll be an interesting balancing act if we have a Biden presidency and a Republican Senate. I think there's big trouble there if we see a Donald Trump victory, but the Senate changes to a Democratic Senate, because at that point, really, the Senate now has the ability uh, to remove Trump from office. And I I think that might be just really devastating uh, for the country at that point, where you have a a president who is newly reelected through the, the Electoral College, and then we step into a scenario where the Senate then moves quickly to remove him through the impeachment process uh, that goes through the House. So uh, I think that's a very real possibility. So I think the cru- crucial thing to watch here is what's happening in the Senate and if the Democrats have the ability to gain a majority there. And to gain a majority and still have Donald Trump as president is going to be very, very difficult because remember, the vice president of the country will break all ties in the Senate. So they would really have to get a true majority in the Senate to kind of push through that removal of President Trump if that's the direction, which I think they would go. And I think you'd, you'd probably you know, bet good money that uh, that would be the direction they would go if Donald Trump was elected to do a second term. Yeah, a lot of unknowns, and that's, that, I mean, that's obviously never fun, right? I mean, that's, we don't know what the mark's going to do when other countries have issues. I remember a few years back, Greece, uh, and, you know, some bankruptcy issues, and, and we just didn't know exactly how that would affect our country, and then we have all these unknowns even within our own system. So that's that's just no fun, Royal. <laughs> be honest. (laughs) And I'm looking to have some fun here for this election year. I don't know about you. Oh, goodness. All right. So you are very well-spoken, Royal. You have always done a great job on the the podcast of explaining things in in a very neutral way. And it seems that you're 
very hesitantly stepping around and through a minefield here because you, as an advisor, really focus on the markets. You really focus on your clients' goals and futures and their dreams and their wishes, and that's exactly what you should be doing. But how do you handle this as an advisor, you know, talking about politics and, and dealing with the political stuff? Yeah, that you know, I think that's that's always a minefield. I, I've seen some advisors who really wear their party affiliation on their sleeve. You know, they just want to work with like-minded individuals and really maybe don't have time for, for anybody who differs with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen other people really shy away from it and, and not talk about it at all. You know, I'm really down the middle. You know, my, my personal politics, I consider myself a non-affiliated voter. Why would I want to belong to any club that would have me as a member? <laughs> so I, I, and I feel like that red-blue divide here in this country it's probably just not the best thing for the country at this point. You know, I think the world is just too complicated to have, if you believe in in low taxes, you have to believe in all these other things. And if you believe in, you know, for instance, Black Lives Matter, you then have to believe in all these other things. Mm -hmm. So I think think our dichotomy of a two-party system and everybody fitting into their respective camps is very outdated and and probably very inefficient from running the country. So my big thing is I'm always pulling things back to policies. Let's pull things back to policies. And honestly, sometimes we also have to pull back to what's reality. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll I'll have clients come in and and say, oh, I read this article. I heard from a friend that XYZ is happening. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I, I haven't heard that. If, if you can give me the information, we can discuss it, but I, I can't operate on kind of rumors there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. On, and, you know, we, we have uh, a lot of, I think, rumor mongering on both sides. That just isn't, isn't really helpful. So we have to at least have some ability to say, here are the facts of the case. And oftentimes it's sometimes easier to go to uh, something like a foreign news service to get an outside perspective mm-hmm. on what's going on in the U.S. Yeah, which is a shame. You know, and, yeah, uh, it really is. It really is. And and I really encourage uh, my clients to look at different news organizations just to get different perspectives on things. Because mm-hmm. if if you're looking at just Fox News or just MSNBC. You're, you're getting somewhat, somewhat of the extremes of the two parties. And yes, I realize there are further extremes past those to the right and left as well. But I think there, there's some excellent news reporting out there. And it's just a matter of doing a little, little bit of research, looking for, for reputable names that have been around for a while, and then use some of your own discerning. Once you've gotten some perspectives on the news, to really make your own opinions. Mm-hmm. What, one thing I never really felt that I needed in my life was somebody to tell me how to think about something. <laughs> what I needed were, were the facts about it. And maybe I want, might want to hear some opinions to get uh, some different viewpoints, but uh, it's really up to the individual to kind of make up their own mind about it and not be led around. Uh, and I, unfortunately, I think with all the information that we have spewed at us through all the different social media, 
all the different news websites, all the different opinion websites. It's really great to be able to kind of take that step back and go, okay, wait, what, what am I actually doing here? What are mm-hmm. we trying to accomplish with these viewpoints? So I, I really encourage people to read different news sources because you get much different pictures. And then, and then from there, I think you can make better decisions about who to vote for, how you look at the world, what issues kind of come to the, the top of all the noise for you individually that you can focus on. Yeah. I, I don't want the media, I don't want political parties to tell me what I think. If I want to know what I think, I'll ask my wife. That's all there's to it. She'll, she'll tell me exactly what I think. <laughs> and I'm yes, okay yes. with that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Royal, I, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. I've never spoken to you about this. We've never talked about politics in, in this kind of depth, and we haven't even dove really deep. But I love your viewpoints, and, and I'll tell you that I'm. it sounds like you and I are knit at the, at the hip here. I lean conservative. I, I can say that with confidence. However, I vote for the person. I vote for what I believe the person is like and what I believe they're going to bring to the table. And sometimes I have voted Democratic as opposed to Republican because that was the better person. And they're the better person for the job. And my one of my uncles just about lost his mind <laughs> that I didn't vote clean party, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I just said, look, I don't believe the representative from my side or from the conservative side is the right person for the job. I don't trust them or whatever the case may be. I pick and choose depending on how the policies are going to shake out. And I don't think anybody's going to get everything that they possibly want out of an election. I just don't think that's that's possible to get everything that you possibly want. So right. I, I think it's all about making sure you believe that you're getting what's best for you, your family, and this country. And I think that's a, a great viewpoint that you have as well as far as not being, you know, I don't have to be one side or the other. I think it's, it's I agree, it's pretty bad for the country if we only have two parties. And I think that's about enough of that subject. But um, yeah. back yeah. to the portfolio stuff, when we're talking about all these different changes and, and, and all that, I know one question on, on most people's minds is, well, what about my portfolio? What about my retirement plans? What about my different investments? and you've already kind of alluded to some of the advice that you give, but is there something else that you can tell people when they're thinking about that? What should they be thinking about? I think whoever gets elected to run the country for the next four years is going to have one of the hardest jobs any president has had. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a country that is uh, going through a whole lot of unrest. You know, I think dealing with, these racial issues that have plagued our country for years and years and trying to figure out, you know, what's the best, best way of navigating through this. You know, you've got two sides kind of yelling at each other and you're, you're going to need some leadership there to, to guide us through that and hopefully bring some reconciliation. Mm-hmm. You have the worst kind of business environment one of the worst recessions we've had on record that happened in the second quarter this year, there is going to be a lot of follow-on there getting the business community back up and running. And, oh, by the way, we still don't have a vaccine uh, mm-hmm. for COVID-19. Yeah. And how do you kind of set the tone for the rest of the country to feel comfortable getting a newly created vaccine that might be rushed to the market? That's going to be very, very hard 
to do for whoever's leading us over the next four years. So that's number one. Number two, and I, I just found this really interesting. I think we might have touched on this on an earlier podcast is, you know, I went back to the beginning of the year. You know, it's the start of a new decade and read a lot of the new uh, capital market assumptions that some of the big investment firms like Vanguard and Capital Group came out with. And what a capital market assumption is, is uh, a tool that portfolio managers or investors use that basically say, okay, over the next three to five years or maybe 10 years, what do I think the U.S. stock market is going to make? What do I think U.S. treasuries are going to return? And then you start building out uh, from there uh, what your expectations are for the various markets, small cap, mid cap, large cap, growth value, international, et cetera. And the biggest thing that all of these reports had in common were, were a drop in what the expectation was for the U.S. stock market to return. So what you saw previously is the capital markets assumptions we had before the end of 2019 really had the U.S. stock market growing at somewhere between 8 and 9% on an annual basis. Now, that kind of is an average, so it takes out some of the year-to-year volatility. What we saw kind of across the board is everyone pulled their expectations on the U.S. stock market back to 5 to 6%. Hmm. So almost a third cut in what that growth is expected to be. We saw a similar slash in what we expect to see return from the bond markets, And then also, the only thing that really didn't change there was the expectation for international markets at around 7%. uh, And emerging markets might have crept up just just slightly, depending on whose capital market assumption you were looking at. So I see a lot of investors who maybe are managing this on their own, who have spent the last 10 years just focused on the U.S. markets really ignoring international altogether because it's been an underperformer. And, and it's actually paid off well being invested in large cap U.S. stocks for the last 10 years. I think we're going to start seeing a shift there. So the big thing that we continue to talk about is being disciplined with your investment philosophy, having an allocation to international, especially over the next uh, 10 years, because we might have seen uh, a lot of the good growth happen with these stimulus cuts or with these uh, stimulus plans that we've, we've come in with and the interest rate cut. Remember, when interest rates get cut down to zero, that increases the, re- the, re- the total return on bonds because the value of those bonds go up. There's more demand for those bonds. Let's talk a little bit about what a stimulus plan is. A stimulus plan is truly you're taking the gains from the future and bringing them forward. You're basically creating money in 2020 that you're borrowing from future years Mm -hmm. because at some point that stimulus has to get paid back. So with all that stimulus we created this year, we're going to have that become a drag on the economy going forward. And we just can't keep printing our way out out of trouble. And I'm not saying we, we don't need to have stimulus plans to get us through this. I would just say don't expect this to be the level that we start growing from from this point. I think we have some major, major headwinds. And, of course, there's going to be uh, companies and stocks that outperform, you know, that 5%. 
But there's also going to be a whole lot of stocks that are just going to have a lot of trouble going into this post-COVID business environment whenever we get to post-COVID. Yeah, that would be hopefully sooner rather than later. That's a hope. That's a hope. But I I think we're going to be talking about this. This is going to be an ongoing issue Mm -hmm. uh, through 2021. Yeah. You know, it's just going to take a while for uh, us to get a vaccine. And then I think for the majority of, of, of people here in the U.S. to trust a vaccine to get it for themselves. Yeah. Yep. All right, Royal, any closing thoughts for today? I think my, my biggest closing thought is if, if you've been managing your own portfolio and you've been saying, hey, I've been doing a great job, it's probably a great time to sit down with a professional and just have them take a look at it and kind of talk through what that next 10 years is going to look like, especially if you're getting ready to retire. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people who are in that, you know, one to three year window of retirement. They've been managing their money all, all along and they've been doing very well with it because they've been taking a lot of risk in the stock market, which has paid off. The question is, is when you get to retirement and need to begin turning your portfolio into income, how do you do that? That becomes a much harder scenario to work through. And that's why we're here is to help people with that decision of how to turn their accumulation phase and switch that over to a distribution phase. We're here. We also just put out our halftime report for what's going on in in the market. So you can uh, get that at our website at opfa.com. I encourage people to check that out. Uh, We'll be doing another one in January. Uh, It's really kind of a recap for what's been, (laughs) what has been and what will continue to be a crazy, crazy year of 2020. So if you have questions, if you have concerns, reach out. We're talking to our clients about how best to position themselves. So give us a call at 772-1116, area code 541. All right. Appreciate the information. And last note for me is this, vote, do your research, vote for who you believe that needs to be in office, but exercise that right, be educated and, and make that, make that vote count. And then also obviously reach out to Royal and his team, because no matter what happens, whether your, your vote uh, was for the person who got elected or it wasn't, it's going to affect your portfolio. It's going to affect your, your future and uh, it is good to get a second set of eyes on everything that you've already built as far as your foundation. And Royal and his team can do a great job of shoring up that foundation and making sure that you're on the right path for that next 10 years, like you said. Royal, thank you so much for your time today. This is a, It was more fun than I thought it was going to be, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planner Financial Services. 
material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planner Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planner's Financial Services are independent companies.